0: This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Ninth Realm, and Age of Sigmar podcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming and Scott.
2: All right. I'm bringing it again. He's bringing
1: the thunder from down under. I made the same joke Wait, last what? week.
2: Oh,
1: it's just as funny, perhaps funnier this week. I've got time to practice.
0: I am ecstatic on the inside.
1: Ooh, we are going to get you a little bow tie and cufflinks. Sweet. Mm, shirt optional.
2: Shirt optional. <laughs> <laughs> I better find inside.
1: the gym. Let me tell you about this. Uh, Slinush army. I'm starting. Really? All the
2: army
1: <laughs> just kidding. So anyway, brought to you as always by frontline gaming.org where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount every day. We also manufacture and sell really cool stuff like the FLG mats, ITC Terrain, which mm, might be having uh, something in that vein for Age of Sigmar lovers here in the next uh, couple of weeks.
2: I keep hearing it. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, well. I, I haven't seen it yet. You're going to see it with your eyes. That, that's how I see things, yeah.
1: Pretty in the fourth dimension,
0: Scott.
2: It, oh. Time. I'm not thinking fourth dimensionally. Well, you're
0: right. Get with it. In the meantime, if you do want to purchase some good Age of Sigmar terrain, our tree kits are pretty good. Yep.
2: Uh,
1: yeah, the, with the, the, the tree kits, which you can either get the Games Workshop uh, tree kits or you can get FLG uh, ITC terrain uh, tree kits. kits. I threw a couple of extra words in there just because. But uh, yeah, we have some great deals So You can get uh, uh, four for the price of three. All kinds of fun stuff. But uh, we're here today to talk about some Age of Sigmar. And uh, it's a little quiet on the Western front in regards to the news. Although uh, Warhammer Skirmish, Warhammer Age of Sig- Sigmar Skirmish, they did just start talking about that. That will be going up for pre-order pretty soon. And Scott, you were saying that it sounds a lot like Mordheim
2: in the Age of Sigmar yeah, world. Yeah, and, and they're, they're going to put it in the Shade Spire to start with, but you can put it in any realm. Uh, you use Renowned rather than Crown, so as you get more famous, you attract more people. Rather than having more money to spend, you collect items and that's just what i got off the stream I'm, i can't wait to get my hands on it actually read it and then we can go a little more through it but it sounds very much like mordheim brought to aos which is exciting because all of us who played fantasy love mordheim
1: yeah mordheim was crazy popular in our store for like a summer like it people the summer, huh? yeah that was it people loved it and for those of you who don't know mordheim is very much like uh, uh necromunda or now uh, right. shadow war armageddon know is for 40k it's very similar it's a skirmish level game you have like a gang of guys um in mordheim you went into the city of mordheim and you were like treasure hunting
2: uh, uh you're picking up pieces of the shard that uh, busted off of a comet that came down and basically it's all magic you had one group uh collecting it to try and keep it away from people because they felt it was evil and tainted with chaos and you had people who were tainted with chaos running around to grab it so maybe that's why <laughs> but you know it all these urban factions collecting things and the city's going to have the same mechanic where you're headed in to get things, find items left behind because it was a powerful and rich city that basically fell all at once due to Nagash's influence and hmm. so there's stuff all over the place for them to grab.
1: Yeah, and it, 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 like in Mordheim, a lot of the fun of it was modeling up your motley crew of guys that would go in and um, you would fight and there was funny, th- well, c- dark humor. They get like yeah. maimed and yeah, like yeah, a you know. guy would like <laughs> He, yeah, one of your guys would like he'd be like hobbled, and you'd have to like you know lose movement or. I think yeah. some like
0: some good old dysentery to make your game fun and interesting. Yeah,
1: well, well not dysentery. Every, oh, well,
0: too much, too hardcore. Di- there was no <laughs> dysentery. No
1: dysentery, yeah. <laughs> Your but guy it, gets the runs. Oh man.
2: <laughs> but after an event, every guy every after a game, any guy who went down, you'd roll to see what happened to him. And when you fled after the fight, if you won, you got a little better roll. If you lost, you still got a roll. But it was still completely random. It was random. Your guys couldn't you mean you could lose and still end up really good. Yeah. It, and I had times where I won and like my top guy would end up, you know, well, he's blind one eye. Yeah,
1: you get blinded randomly.
2: He's got a hobble because he's got a peg leg. Yeah. You know? And, uh-huh. and one of your Young Bloods, if you played the humans, one of the lower end heroes was he called the Young Blood, he would, you know, just get better and better and better, and all of a sudden it's like your captain's hobbling around, he's running past him to go do the fighting, you yeah.
1: the, the, the know. That was that, the best
2: part about it was the random.
1: If you enjoy that. The reason it died in our store is because everyone was like, it literally doesn't matter if I win or lose the game. It just matters on how I roll on the table at the end of the game. Really so people kind of lost they lost interest in it because it was like they're like, it doesn't matter. Like you could just go in and then immediately run away and then roll on the table and it's the same outcome. Oh. So if you like, the, the random part of it was really fun and entertaining, but I think for like a sustained campaign, it was...
2: Uh, I don't know, guys still play Mordheim. They They'll put it's, it together and play. True. They do? But it's, mostly do? It's, it's the narrative. They're not looking at, my guys are getting ahead or I win games and my guys necessarily get better. It's the story you tell in between fights.
1: It's more of the role-playing element. Right. Yeah. And for that, it's great. And it's fun because, you know, the random chart gives you things to role-playing. For, for that, I think it would be fun. But um, that was the complaint of our, the people in our store because they got so into it. They all painted up their crew. Right. And then they were like, the game doesn't matter. Just rolling on the chart at the end is what matters. And they didn't do the role-playing aspect of it. Yeah. So they, they petered more, out.
2: The group that I played, we, we'd come back together and like, go, well, this is what happened. So I wrote this little thing about, you know, my one guy who got knocked out, he got captured, put into a fighting pit, but I got this cool thing out of it and he survived the fighting pit because one of the options was he didn't, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. And, it, and, if, and it, if you play it that way, which is honestly, that's probably it's, the spirit And that's the way they the talked about playing yeah. this one.
2: It's, it really is there for the storytelling. Right. Right. Not right, for, right, you know, right. you, they had said you could make it competitive, but really it's meant to make a story out of. and are going to tell a story about building your crew and how they worked together or, or lost and the guys you fought
1: and in, in that vein, it's a blast, right? Yeah. So that, And if that's what you're looking for, that'd be great. And it sounds like Shadespire, when that game comes out, is definitely geared towards skirmish combat yeah. deck builders. So, you know, we'll see. But um, Mordheim is an enduringly popular game, much like Necromunda. People played it yep. years and years in Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. It, they stopped making it, but people kept playing it. Yeah, there's um,
2: still fans riding the next league and the next league all over yep. the place, yeah.
1: And then again, Necromund and Blood Bowl both have that kind of wacky element to it that I think makes it really fun. Beer and pretzels, lighthearted game. Right. But you still have the modeling aspect where you're putting together guys, painting them. They're very custom. You don't have to paint that many guys. Uh, it's probably a really good recruiting game.
2: Yeah. Well, because you can buy it right off the right off the shelf and paint a few guys and, and play. play. That's. I mean, it makes it easy for kids to get into. Makes it easy for guys who want to start the hobby to get started on an army.
0: Makes it easy yes. for casual people. who Don't have hours and hours to devote. Yes. To the yeah. Game. And yeah, they, yeah. And they and they
2: also dropped that any of the stuff that's compendium or no longer in print is not going to be included in the rules. So it has to start it. it has to be currently plastic on shelf. Which, hmm. when they say it that way, they kind of also hit it. none of the resin models are going to generally make it in. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But you know
1: what? You know, a game like this, you know that there's going to be fan rules that come out. Yeah. Guaranteed.
2: Oh yeah. Like.
1: GW saying, no, we're not going to include that just means that's, <laughs> that doesn't stop the gamers from doing it if they want to. It no, just like, won't be officially successful. Especially with
2: something like this where it's so much yeah. story. Some guys are like, like, well, I got to play my Bretonnius. Exactly, so I got to figure out a way exactly. to get them on the table.
1: You're telling me I can't use my favorite model? Well, I'll tell you I can. Right. Like if you go in Mordheim, there's rules for every faction in the game.
2: Even though they never made them. They never yeah. made them.
1: Like there's wood elves. There's every, everything. Every, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's even like the dogs of war. Yep. Yeah, like remember yeah. those Roman dudes?
2: Hell oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, the ones with the
2: lion helmet. Yeah. yeah, 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 I yeah, yeah. Those.
1: yeah. they even had those for more time, right? Like, yeah, yeah, like the, the fans will do it. But uh, out the gates, um, that uh, that sounds like it'd be a good way to get people interested in Age of Sigmar. Uh, yep. It'd probably be a lot of fun for for kids, especially because it is kind of wonky and wild. Um, like, hey, you know, like you got. Your guy's set on fire or whatever, and, and it's ha ha.
2: Well, awesome. even if you lose, though, it doesn't mean you necessarily go behind because you're going to keep playing yeah. this. There's lasting effects. So you don't want it to always penalize the yeah. loser, otherwise, you end up with one guy who has no choice. Yeah. Kind of like a lot of the map campaigns. After a while, there are a few players they just no point run away with that. it because they can't beat the guys who've captured half the territories and have all the buffs yeah. for it. And-
1: you know, and speaking on that note, uh, map campaigns are, are, they sound so fun, but like you said, what often happens. You have the map, you draw, it's so much fun. Yeah, two guys are here, one guy's here, they go like, boop, <laughs> yeah. instantly kill, kill that guy. Yeah. And then he's out, he's upset. So one of the, the ways we did the map campaign, a pseudo map campaign, is that you took over territories that were worth in-game buffs, like this territory gives you one reroll. This right. territory lets you reroll a charge. This uh, this one whatever right right they're kind of like mild in game
0: buffs so people weren't like running around just killing each other yeah but so other like, stuff to do
1: so like one guy would as you won you 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 when you played somebody you would each wager one so you'd wager your worst one and then you right. would roll a random one right mm. so there'd be three on the table the winner gets to choose any of the three they keep their own and they choose one of the two and then the loser gets whatever's left over mm. so the loser the loser of the game always is acquiring or at least keeping some buffs but then the winner is getting more and more right so then it, that was actually a really good system because it was like you can keep participating you, you get something but it's usually like the less desirable of the things but the winner is accumulating things but it's not overwhelming
2: yeah and we, um, we mentioned that before with like a 40k campaign where you you. A capture an administranium, and that got you a buff in the game, and you'd have to stake them, and you could lose them. Right. But that way, you didn't have a map. You were actually you weren't stuck fighting the same people. You could just pick anybody to fight with, and you'd put three things yeah. on the table. I'm, I'm risking these three because I'm going to get the benefit for the game. And if I lose, you get to pick one.
1: That's the other thing is you end up fighting this, the guy next to you every time. Right. Yeah, so then you have to start coming up with, like, plot devices. Well, uh, Space Marines can do drop pods. You can go anywhere. right? <laughs> and then the orcs have rocks. You, you have to do that. Otherwise, you just end up fighting the guy next to you
2: dink, dink, dink. And if he's a little too tough, there's nothing you do with yeah. bounce, like, bounce nah. against him and lose. Yeah. So map campaigns, mm. they sound awesome,
1: but they have definitely have their challenges. Yeah. Yeah. And um, maybe, you know, that's a topic for a show unto itself.
2: It is. Because everybody,
1: is. like they look at it and they go, that looks that's so That's the best awesome. thing ever. And then you're, and you are like three rounds
2: into it and you're like, well, Scott,
1: nah. here we battle again for the, the, the battle of Knob Hill or whatever. Good. So at any rate, uh, well, you know what? That'll be a fun topic for a show we can really dig into ways because I've done a lot of them in my day.
2: Yeah, Um, I've been in a few leagues where they tried those mechanics, yeah.
1: You know, honestly, like on that note, before we move on, the most enjoyable um, non-competitive leagues I've ever played in have been narrative. Yeah, Those are so fun. But where you write the story as you go and you do like round robin where everybody like, you know, not everyone's a good writer, but they can write like the points and then whoever's got the artistic flair... Can write it, and then you you start to get these narratives about the same characters. Yes, that develop as you go, and it's
0: so much fun. Yeah, I was actually part of yeah. the narrative campaign where the the guy who ran it. Um oh, he yeah. he made it all of our all of our travels, all of our victories and losses, put it all into a book, a <laughs> textbook, and you can read about it. That's amazing. Oh yeah, like like I brought Valeria back. I had Sergeant Tellian from the Ultramarines, and Sergeant Tellian got drop kicked off of a tower. <laughs> And broke his spine and was out for the entire <laughs> campaign, except at the end when he shot and killed um Carderat, the big bro- demon.
2: His, from his bed, he's like Rose <laughs> Walker. He,
0: he finally came back and he did like one of the last wounds to the the greater demon that Chaos summoned. Chaos still won. They destroyed the planet. But that was kind of cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, the narrative campaigns are an absolute blast, especially when you do that. Like I remember the most memorable character in the last one I ran was a uh, Chlamydia. <laughs> Chlamydia-Tron, a Nurgle demon prince, and I was like, oh. the demon. I mean, of course, it was. There was a little bit of tongue-in-cheek element to this. Oh, really? Yes. Just a little. But he was—he was like Lord Chlamydia-Tron. and it was just like, oh my gosh, this is too funny. This is too good of a name. Not like, obviously, not you know for for kids or whatever. right. Obviously. But well, they wouldn't even know what it meant. But yeah, it was just too good. And he had this ongoing battle with a Green Knight paladin, and that ki- that guy took his character really seriously. Oh no. And so you really didn't <laughs> like that the other guy was like just having a laugh. And That's so it funny. was actually like a really good uh, um,
0: dynamic.
1: Yes, it was. They were good foils to each other. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but anyway, uh, we can talk about that more in another show. Let us know in the comments if you'd like us to delve into different ways to run campaigns because they can be, they can be <laughs> terrible be really and they can be amazing. Yeah. yeah. So what about this rumor mill photo? It's a lion. So it looks like. A lion on a on a a cloak. I was
0: thinking like a shoulder pad or a cloak or something like that. So
1: maybe I'm thinking elf white lions. That's the first thing. Yeah, the first
2: thing I come up with. But if it's 40k, there's somebody lying. I'm not as up on the fluff. So
1: no. Well, are you are you kidding or are you teasing? Dark angels. Oh yeah, come on. Well, I I didn't want to steal your thunder if you really didn't remember. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, the the lion.
0: Right. I don't remember him having any lion iconography on him. He does. Oh, does he? Yes. But it's covered yeah, it. No, it's,
1: uh, if I remember correctly, his chestplate. Um, and, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh. Well, he's got the lion. Well, a lot sword, of the
1: Stormcast. He's got a lion. I, know. I, know. I
2: get the lion. Yeah, okay. So, so maybe GW's dropping a hint. Oh, that could
1: be a Stormcast Eternal, too.
2: Yeah, Stormcasts have kind of a lion motif on their armor and on their pieces and stuff, maybe. But I'm, I would go, with, we're all dying for elves to drop his fear. Yes. What's going on with yes. them? It'd be nice to get a, a hint. Absolutely. Anything. Anything. Anything.
0: Well,
1: you know, the, the elves perform really well. It's like, God, the internet's so funny. Like, I see so many people complaining about this army, that army, that army not being good. We here all play them. We go to tournaments all the time. We all play the armies that are supposedly bad, and we all usually do pretty well.
0: Except Frankie. Is Frankie. Well, Frankie, Frankie Frankie's actually, eye. I
1: think he's got the best record, except for the last tournament, because this guy. <laughs> I only... <laughs> But I only had one loss to Vlad, and uh, he's a very good player. Yeah, yeah,
2: he had a great army, and yeah, beautiful, a tough player, beautiful man. army too. Just walking he, around watching him just systematically move his guys. He's a very, very
1: good. Yeah. He's a very. Good, he's a super nice guy too. He had the, the Her- celestial Huracanum in his Sylvaneth army, which is pretty cheesy in Age of Sigmar, but he converted the uh, celestial Huracanum to have um, the deer pulling it with Sisters of the Thorn riding it. I was like.
2: That's not there bad. You go. That's a good conversion.
1: Oh, it's amazing! It looked, it well, and that, really that puts
2: it all in uniform theme because our fantasy fantasy players are used to if it has to look like it all belongs, it costs you points. Yep. And oh wow! In that event, it would have. It, had, if it so, but since it fit the theme, that actually got him points.
1: It, he he went out of his way to make a really beautiful kit, and I was like, I have a Celestial hurricane too, so I can't say anything. But I'm playing an empire army, so it like totally it fits. yeah, totally fits. So at any rate, this uh, this picture, I I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say I think it's a white line.
2: Yeah. Uh, that would be I, what I, I think would
0: it's say. A probably wrong.
1: Now. It's <laughs> probably a Stormcast Eternal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's probably something silly like a cult mech or something. Just something completely off. So mechanics with a lion, yeah, or anything. Right? We're just completely way off.
1: You yep. know, if it was something to do with the Dark Angels, that would be really cool. Uh, yeah, it'd be amazing. Uh, so anyway, it's time for a walk about the realms. Mariana, insert music here. Um, what have you guys been working on this week with regards to hobby stuff? Mm. Pablo, what are you mean off?
0: So, uh, I've definitely, I've been going online, I've been thinking about rebasing all my Dark Elves. Which is a monumental task. I have over oh. 80 25 it's millimeter not, square bases. You
1: know what, it's actually not, because I've seen, I've seen yours and if I remember correctly, they're not like buried into glue in their feet.
0: No, no. The, the, the previous owner was nice enough to rip them all off their slots. So, and then glue them on the magnetized bases. Yeah. So, so I have that going for me, but I found a nice British chap online and he does custom, like these beautiful custom glacier bases. And, oh, okay. And I like asked him like, Hey, like, you know, what's, what's the deal with these? But they've got like LED lights and it looks like your, your models are like standing in caverns and like ice caverns. That's pretty cool. Um. So I, have you know, I've considered that I've also been looking at base options um, and I've talked to some of the guys in our paint studio, they can do bases as well. So I'm just kind of looking through all my options to see what's the best cost efficient versus time method. So that's, that's kind of my big project right now that I'm working on.
1: Yeah, and it, like, I don't, I'm a proponent for not making people rebase their armies, because I no. feel like it's gonna yes. be a barrier to entry. And I know uh, there's, a big kind of a, there's a big meeting of a lot of the people that are active in the Age of Sigmar community this weekend. I actually couldn't make the call because I was on a different Games Workshop related thing I was working on. But uh, that's one of the big questions right now: is right. should we require uh, round bases? And I, I think yeah, at this point I, that's a I big mistake. Just go
2: with no on that. Yeah. yeah. Anytime somebody asks me, like, just just play them on the bases they're supposed to be on, and just. Go forward from there because I don't want a lot of guys have beautiful bases they've made, and it's a huge project, particularly for any kind of horde army. Yes, to just yank all those guys off and stick them on. Then you have to order the bases, figure out where you're going to get them.
1: Yeah, and And, you got to paint them. You know,
2: if you want to, and they look better, they really No, it does. But, you know, I'm not going to force somebody, I'd rather they just come and play than.
1: Yeah, the game is still growing. Now is not the time to take the. I'm going to use the word elitist, even though I know a lot of people don't think of it that way. Uh, now is not the time to start putting barriers to entry when we're just getting momentum with this community. Let's ride that. And especially with new Warhammer uh, 40k about to come, like we talked oh, about. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to lose some steam. So let's not do that
2: yet, in and, my opinion. Well, and eventually they'll buy a new army and it'll be on rounds. Yes. Like anything else that Games Workshop does, eventually everyone starts slowly moving in that direction. More space marine players I'll play are having thirty twos and not twenty fives. Yep. Not all of them, and they don't have to. Yep. But I'm, I'm seeing that slow motion. It, it does look
1: work. better. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It just it looks better. It's like there's so many people who are losing their minds right now about the primary space marines that were announced. Like they're, you, you know, and you're familiar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm like. <laughs> why are you guys upset? There's just new models. That's all it is. Yeah.
0: They don't, they're not replacing Marines. They're not replacing no, Marines. You don't have to buy a new battle company again. It's right. but people are just going ballistic. It's its because of the True Scale Marine label got thrown around a lot Um, that, you know, GW made True Scale Marines finally implying that GW changed their model range or updated their model range. Right. Um, which is not true as, no, as
1: we these,
2: saw.
0: No,
1: these are entirely new units. They have a whole backstory and people are like, I hate the backstory. I'm like, well, how are they supposed to introduce these into the game? Right. Uh, what's that? Oh, they're bigger. You know, like, <laughs> and the thing is, and I guarantee you what's going to happen, it's the exact same thing. People are going to look at it and go, that looks right. It looks better. Right. Right. And like, I have hundreds of space marines. Am I replacing them? No. Nope. No, No, I'm not. Maybe will I add some, or maybe will I start a new space marine army with uh, all the bigger dudes? Yeah, maybe. I probably will. I probably will at some point. And I bet they'll look really cool. And then no one's going to care. Yeah. Just like when you put your eventually people go to round bases because it looks cool
0: yeah and and that's important before we move on to them is is I didn't choose to rebase my models because I was pressured to. I just felt like the bases I have currently are aesthetically they they ruin the army aesthetically, the army would look better on darker bases yeah so well, they look, well, from the color yeah. perspective oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh the color. Color. Well, yeah
2: also the squares when they're all separated they just they look odd it doesn't, doesn't little look squares right. they, yeah
0: they look better rank and file oh yeah right. That, right. that
2: was what they meant yeah. Yeah. exactly
0: but yeah. the
1: round base it just aesthetically looks better and a lot of people are actually putting the round bases on movement trays which might be coming soon mm-hmm. all right and uh even then it still looks better yeah <laughs> it really does so yeah anyway enough of that but um i would say at this point in time don't make it as easy as possible to grow your community, right? Like, unless you are bursting at the gills and you can't fit any more people, maybe at that point you start raising the bar. But in the beginning, just make it easy. Make it easy for people to join. Uh, but what have you been working on, Scott?
2: Um, well, I got one Arcanaut painted. Oh yeah. Flying. I got, um, yeah. Well, I, I went and uh, got one box here just to paint them up. I'm doing a um, D&D g- or Pathfinder game. We're doing Iron King, uh, the Iron Gods. Hmm. And I have a gnome uh, that does the tech stuff and follows the tech god and all this. So I'm like, you know, that one would look perfect as my guy. So I I got him for that and painted a few, well, painted one of them up completely. And then uh, this weekend I was at a tournament and I ended up taking second place. Nice. nice. I got 30 bucks to spend, so I got another box of them to to paint up.
0: What scheme did you go with?
2: Um, The Merc one. The, yeah the, the pirate the blue ones. The oh yeah uh, oh bigs, yeah Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's a nice scheme it's, and
2: I, I like the rule where you move and shoot the first turn yeah because that's it was weird as we're going through the book what well, can move and charge like i don't want to charge with these guys they're one wound <laughs> low save little dudes move and shoot that's what i want i want to run away and shoot you i want to move over here and shoot you i don't want to and that being their first move for the whole army ships and all it's like that sounds perfect yeah and get that first strong first hit because after that, they're little guys with low saves. <laughs> you really have
1: a five up save. are not that. Not and that I think they're
0: slow, too. Yeah, but
1: it's all about yeah. those Thunderers shooting a million times.
2: <laughs> yeah, General, we'll we'll see. Cool. I think the Hitler ships will be stronger. Mm-hmm. Once people know how to use the ships, I think those will be stronger. But a lot of reported games, they're getting their ships surrounded, killed, and everybody in them dies.
1: The, the, the ships, I don't think... I think the ships are a red herring, unfortunately, right now. You're so not alone in that, that
2: thought. Yeah, yeah You, you what I, not the only
1: reason I would use them is just for the, to get the first turn. That's yeah. literally it. I don't even think you need the ships, really. Um, for...
2: No, the guys are strong enough. You don't need the no, ships. but you I just take
1: a ton of thunderers and buff them up and blow them off the
2: table. <laughs> I do think playing with them enough, they'll they'll be something they're good at. Because a lot of people thought Sylvaneth small model count. How are they going to move and then those woods? Make them work traveling between them. Yeah. I think you the mobility of those ships. Once enough people get some games under them, they'll they'll find out how to use them better. They may yeah. still be a red herring. They're, who knows, But it's so still early still, and. and yeah. Use. So right now, everybody would agree with you because, like yeah. I said, every every game I read, going, yeah, ship surrounded, destroyed. Ship I, surrounded, destroyed. <laughs> as soon
1: as Frankie and I opened the book, I'm like, these are not impressive. They're way too expensive.
2: They have a lot of shots, but they're not. Yeah, but
1: I mean, I mean not like not great. compared to just taking regular Arcanauts. That's true. They get two shots each. Yeah. You know, Like the only one that I would even consider taking is the Ironclad because it holds the most guys. That's it. So that's right. the coolest stuff in the world. Sure, but oh, like is, yeah. the little gunboats, I, I think they're actually quite bad. Oh, yeah. Like, no, just no. take a cannon. Yeah. Just take a dwarf cannon and you get like two <laughs> for the same price. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to poop a one if they're beautiful models and, and there's probably better players than me that could find a really good useful one.
2: but Yeah. Out well, the somebody case, will we figure were, it out and then they'll yeah. either disappear or get used in mass one of the other so, they'll
1: probably have to lower the points on
2: them you think so? yeah
1: are Karajan Overlord's
0: order allegiance? yes, yes. Yeah. So, you can, so you can use a Hurricaneum. you can like use the Hurricaneum, but, but you
1: lose like all your super radical uh, yeah. bones because oh, yeah. you're
2: not Karajan anymore I couldn't use anymore. the city I want to paint I yeah. couldn't use any of the other right. buffs or yeah. artifacts it okay. would all be lost no
1: I'm telling you take the pirate the pirate house take a unit of thunders take four or five man eh, you know what take six chemists Right. I mean, this is the cheesiest thing ever, and I actually don't <laughs> recommend doing it. But you take six chemists, you have them all buff the one unit of Thunderers. They go up to seven shots a guy at 36-inch range doing D3 damage each. Each, And then you have one of them be your warlord who then twin links the unit. So, it is. I mean, it's like what I'm describing, don't actually do that because this would create the most unenjoyable game. And then you only take the ironclad to put them all in it.
0: Yeah, so they don't get blown up. No, just long. so you can increase your odds going first. Oh, because it's like one, it's drop. one drop? It's
2: one drop. It's so one drop. Anything then, in the ship. So you could literally load up the Iron Cloud and have the floating bubbles attached. Here's my one. I'm done. Yep. Wow.
1: And then you like the one drop armies will still beat you because then you, you still have to take your three units of um, uh, Arcanaut dudes. Uh huh. So then it's just like you take those guys, drop them on the ground as your screen, have the Thunderers and all the characters get out. They all buff them, and then the Thunderers proceed to kill pretty much everything.
0: I do like the fluff behind that though. Sticking a bunch of dudes in this big giant airship and having it come down, and they're all like, "Okay, clown car out." Do, 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 do.
1: <laughs> Which is like, I mean, because yep. the, the Aether Kings give you plus one shot.
0: Yeah, that's really good.
2: And that's, they
1: were, so it's in it's plus six shots. You'd be at seventy d three damage shots.
0: Yeah,
2: plus that's one really attack with one weapon on them. <laughs> yeah, and Which, then you, why would you? Do that
1: and then you too. twin link them because the the pirates get that.
0: And then they can independently fire. So
1: each guy can shoot a different target oh. seven times. Yep. You would, like, my army would get killed in one round of shooting. Yes. Like, you're like, okay, all your cannons are dead, uh, all your uh, crossbowmen are dead, and all your handgunners are dead. And I'm like, good cool game. Yeah, it's not. It can't, the rules can't work that way. No. Like, it, it, if that's actually the way it is going forward, that's going to make for the most, it, the TOs will have to comp it. That's...
0: I mean, and you could comp it as easily as you can only give the buff once. Just
1: apply the rule of one to, to buffs. That's it. Yeah. It's that easy. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh,
2: but anyway. Get the best of them yeah get one i I hope that something in that vein is coming i know they'll have tested it i want to throw a rule out there because i'll just you know from the cuff it'll be terrible yeah Yeah. but they they i just say
1: like the the same buff can affect the one unit more than once boom
2: yeah science scott all right you you have more experience call me bill
1: shakespeare man i just wrote that rule i'm just kidding um so yeah walk about the realms um i painted up actually i've been painting some Mm bulgrim for my astromal taram army uh, anybody read the article that went up about Ash Melitarum and new 40 K, I wrote it and I said, yep. we're going to really good. And that's true. I am actually painting some right now. and I love well, That's the exciting.
2: All everybody putting out the articles, are we talking about it? It sounds like they did the same thing with being like they, like they did at the beginning of each Sigma, where they just kind of hit everything with a level tail where there's nothing awful and you have a chance with anything. I mean, some things are obviously going to be better than others because they always are. And by little bits, but I never bring an army and, um, AOS to the table and I feel like I'm going to lose in the first or second turn as far as so, 40k I am.
1: Except against that character Overlord's army I just, uh, just I'll dragged. figure it out. <laughs> if
2: you have an army that can withstand that I am impressed. Well you just leave your Stormcast off the table and then drop yeah. in and charge them and if few get they get tied in the thing then slow that up.
1: You, like, you could just use your Arcanauts to semicircle around the Ironclad and then you're like yeah, yeah go ahead go ahead and charge me and you just wait. So after theory hammer. you got to play the game. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've got some bull guns I've been working on. I converted up a bunch of my vehicles. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't touch anything for Age of Sigmar, although I need to, because I'm supposed to be playing on Warhammer TV uh, in like a week. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. So <laughs> I need to get my free peoples finished. Um, Frankie, uh, f- yeah. Well, we'll see. It's not like set in stone, but the, okay. pl- the game plan is, is that Frankie and I will be playing on uh, Warhammer TV when we're over there for Warhammer Fest. Nice. So, I'm really jealous. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, like I, I believe that's what is going to happen, but it's like things may change. But
0: are you guys going to be competing? Is Warmerfest also like a tournament too? Yeah, that's what it is. Are you going to be yeah. in the tournament? Yeah, event?
1: yeah. Frankie and I are playing AOS. Oh wow. Frankie's taking the Skyfires out of his list because he thinks they're too good, and he wants to he wants to compete with style because he knows that the field is going to be all Skyfires, which I'm sure.
0: It will. Yeah, Fra- Frankie. Frankie's a nice guy. If he if he he has the capability to win best overall. If I you take so. some Skyfires out. And I think so. It does really well.
1: Yeah, I'm bringing the only thing. I, I bring what I have painted. So
0: There you go. Sometimes that's oh. all you need. Yeah. All right.
1: Uh, and that's it. That's all we've been working on. Uh, main topic. Uh, we get asked this question all the time because a lot yeah. of people are very curious about Age of Sigma right now. The AOS curious, which is 2017. <laughs> and by golly, that's fine.
2: That's fine. There's, <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that. You
1: do you. Right? <laughs> Use whatever bathroom you want. I'm just kidding. Um, what we're talking about is getting started in Age of Sigmar, what army should you use? We get asked that question all the time.
2: Yeah, it, there are a lot of 40k guys. Every time there's a new release that trips are fancy, they come and ask, well, what's really good? Are these guys going to be good? And it, I, I don't know how to answer that question really.
1: Well, the cool thing about Age of Sigmar, and I, I genuinely mean this, is uh, and when people come in the store and ask us, this is what we tell them, what models do you think look cool? Yes. Get those. Put them together, paint them, and play. Yeah. And you'll figure it out as you go. Because, like you were saying, there's a pretty level. Obviously, some things are better than others, right? Yes. But you can pretty much pick things that you think look cool, learn to play the game, and then you're not going to maybe go set the world on fire and win every tournament. But you'll be able to play games with a reasonable expectation of victory and have fun. Yeah. Yes. That's the genius of Age of Sigmar.
0: Yeah, and the cool thing about all of that is, is not every game, like 40K I actually wouldn't recommend that. Now forty no. K as it is now yeah, right. in seventh edition, I I have seen a lot of people I run the secondhand shop for frontline gaming, and you know, people aren't selling their like riptide, you know, their riptides and their their Eldar warp spiders and Wraith Knights or like their Death Stars, they're selling they're tyranny armies, and, you know. They're mm. guard armies, um, <laughs> and it's so you, you do you you do run the risk in 40k right now um, of purchasing an army and not knowing what you're going to get for your money. Uh, yeah. But in Age of Sigmar, I was told exactly what reads told me, and this is uh, you can consider me a success story. Um, I was told to pick the models I like, so I picked. Beast claw raiders. <laughs> I <I'm> did not know <laughs> the he, rules he's at going all.
1: coming in cold. Yeah, like he's like, oh, cold. Was like, An ogre riding a woolly mammoth. Yeah, yeah and I was like,
0: which is I, way cool. I You're love rhinos. <laughs> I, I love pigs or boars, hogs. I love pigs specifically. So I picked the models riding rhinos and pigs, and it worked. <laughs> Good choice, sir. I, I yep. picked right, uh, but um, but I don't, I wouldn't, I don't even run like. The crazy destruction list that you see now with the, with the Cunning Rock Cunning Cunning and the, the through multiple two Thunder Stonehorns, Tush, Thunder Tusk, Stonehorn. yeah, that's the, the list right your now. The
2: Stonehorn, your Thunder Tusk, and, the and all goblins. of Goblins.
0: I mean, goblins, I do have the Night yeah. Goblins, yeah.
2: but, but I,
0: I, and I, picked that, I picked that army aesthetically because I loved it, and then when I picked my Dark Elf army, I, I kind of read their lore, and, and I dove into the End Times lore and a lot of the fantasy lore, and I loved Malekith, I loved the Dark Elves. I kind of like their whole thing. They felt more piratey and not kind of like oh, sadistic yeah. like the Dark Eldar in 40K. Yeah,
1: they're definitely more Corsairs.
0: Yes. But they are pretty sadistic. They're really sadistic. But it's
1: not like uh, Hellraiser, like, which is what Dark Eldar clearly were taking oh, inspiration yeah. from. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. They, they don't get it because they need it or because they live in it. They just, they just do it because they're dicks. Yes. <laughs> I can get behind that. <laughs>
2: Well, in the old world, they were a coastal on the yeah, other side of the, in the new world side of the of things. They had to sail to get things. So That kind of yeah. gives them that flavor. The though. piratical fear, yeah.
1: A, a feeling you have to read if you like that fluff. I can't recommend enough. And you've heard all of you've heard me say this a million times. Go read Michael Moorcock's Elric of Melnibone series because that is what the dark eldar or the dark elves were uh, uh, stolen from. I mean, inspired by. <laughs> uh, it's almost. It's almost too close, but <laughs> uh, Elric is like the Dark Elf before there were Dark Elves, and the Melnebonians are just dicks. Nice. They're not necessarily evil. They're just jerks of the First Order. All right. And but down. The books are only like 100 pages, and they're absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And when you read it, you're going to be like, GW, how do you ever yell at there's anybody? Like huge, there's huge krakens in the sea, and oh, they live in like the
0: mountains. How about, and... the, how
1: about the Lords of Chaos? Oh, whose no. symbol is an eight pointed star? Oh, who, if no. you fail the Lords of Chaos, you become a spawn. Oh, oh yeah, this is all before. Wow. Well, they're, 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 the fantasy guys openly talk about how they were inspired by yeah. it. I mean, there. if it
0: works, it works. Yep.
1: Yep. yep. And in the old uh, fluff in the Realms of Chaos, there were also the Gods of Order. Which is straight out of Michael Moorcock's world. They ditched that.
0: So great, but but all this fluff talk is a great way to get into Age of Sigmar. If yeah. you have a buddy who who reads Michael Moorcock's or um, they just read the End Times books or any of the fantasy books for that matter, they're like, hey, do you like do you like this particular character, this Wood Elf or whatever? You know, there's a model for that, or there's a model similar to that in Age of Sigmar. Um, you know, so take a look at it, and then there you go.
2: Yeah, and I always ask, well what is your play style or what inspired you to ask the question? What army did you like? Because either you want to play something you want to see on the table or a play style that you like. Because, I mean, there are a lot of guys with 40k army, they'll buy something that they know wins and they'll play it a couple of games I just don't like the way it plays. I, yeah. I want to go fight things. I want to get into a combat. Well, you picked the wrong army. You picked something that's doing lots of shooting, yeah. has long range. <laughs> you know, and that's usually where I start. It's just, what do you like to play? Because I can't tell you what's going to be one, the best because I don't write those lists, and everything is generally good. I mean, Iron Jaws get a lot of flack, but I took second place this weekend with them. I had two tournaments before that. One at twelve, a twelve-man war, I took sixth place, and a sixteen-man war where I took fifth place with Iron Jaws.
0: Did you bring the Cabbage Dragon?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I love that. I, That's I such I, a great got him. model. And it, with the know, bottle brew is just a monster. Oh yeah, it's yeah. And one of those I missed going to the top table by just one silly mistake. Again with tree people because they can come on anywhere and I, I didn't tricky. know that. Yeah, and they walked tricky. over and took the two objectives and the one where it went, yeah. you hold all four, you win because I had them blocked every other way from his forest. So like I can do this, I can do this. And they walk over and like oh, tree, all right. the, tree <laughs> uh,
1: the tree revenants are one of the worst units, stats wise, best units, gameplay wise, because they can just teleport.
2: Like what? wow. He's yeah, going you, leave off, on an objective, like, you leave them off the table, they appear in a woods, and walk out an objective, and come off the edge, yeah. or walk towards an objective, and it's... That's
1: how Vlad beat me. I, I knew what he could do, so I ran a unit onto the objective, just right from the, or uh, handgunners, and he teleported over, and he made both 9-inch charges, and I was like, oh, I lost. Because <laughs> wow. then they're just like, yeah, and handgunners not the best in melee.
2: Right. Just gonna, I'll
1: just throw that out there. <laughs> Pro tip.
2: Shooter, shoot, most shooting units are no good at melee. Five's a hit,
1: five's a wound, and the six-up save does not make a king of melee.
2: Yeah, it's the same with the Stormcast with the uh, Adjudicators. It, they're not that great in the fight. They get one swing with their weapon. They shoot wonderfully. Yeah. Great, great unit to, to, to take for your battle line if you're doing Stormcast. But
1: I like that they made them battle line only for Only storm for Stormcast, yeah, yeah. That was
2: a good move because there are a lot of armies. They just I was going to f- take three groups of five because yeah. they're really awesome, and they're going to sit back there and shoot. Yeah, yeah.
1: it got a little dull. Yeah. I like having factions be factions. It's cool to be able to mix and match, but it should like that should not be the de facto way to play the game. I yeah. want armies that are identifiable as an army. Otherwise, it's like it really like forty k. with coming Apocalypse Sally perfect example. There was times when I was like, there's three flyerants, four wave serpents,
0: a lord of
2: change.
1: Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I don't even want to play. This is not in the slightest bit enjoyable. I'd rather go right. play chess. You know, like, like, what am I doing here?
2: Well, no. one of the things right. that is concerning me with lists, uh, they just finished the South Coast, and then they had a big one before that, a big tournament over there. Both of them were won by mixed lists. Yeah, and quite a few <laughs> tournaments I go to now are won by mixed lists. Yep, not not in one faction. There's a lot of there's not a lot of single faction armies winning other than each.
1: Yeah, Pablo, tell us more about that.
2: So, so this is
0: actually where I was going to
2: go <laughs> Pablo
1: into play this,
0: this kind of an army. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So, so first off. Before I go into that and defend myself, because I will. <laughs> um, this is, people for, who do want to get into the Age of Sigmar, I do want to give you a little bit of a warning in that not all the factions have full GW support yet. Um, for example, Tomb Kings. Tomb Kings, you, uh, you kind of- yeah, They have yeah. zero support. They've been yanked. Um, yeah, uh, ditto on the Dark Elves. So, so I, when I picked the Dark Elves, I tried really hard to stay into one faction and kind of pick, pick, use the units that I wanted and stuff. I picked models that I thought were really cool. Um, but a lot of the dark elf, a lot of the dark elf models, um, uh, a lot of the dark elf factions, their battle line units are only if you take the, the old faction, for example, Black Ark, Black F- Ark Fleet Masters or Black Ark Corsairs, whatever they're called. They only have three or four units tops in the whole mm-hmm. faction, and you have to take only those models to be Black Ark uh, Corsairs models for faction. And then it makes their Corsairs battle line choices. And that's Dark, dark Elf
1: has too many sub-factions. They, oh, yeah. There's like 12 dark sub-factions. Elves, dark me. Elves, yeah. They should all be
0: One big faction empires with more The exact lines. same
1: way. Yes. Like, they should just be free peoples, not Collegiate Arcane. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Destruction, same thing. Trogoths or Giants. Uh, ogres are very split right now. You don't
1: like that one model faction?
0: Oh, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, the Dragon ale, Ogres. Ale, ale, oh, and then the Dragon Ogres, too. The, the Ale Drinker Giants. Two
1: oh, they have a Shagoth too. Yeah, yeah me. they have a Shagoth. Pardon me. <laughs> yes. Noob.
0: Yeah. But there's, so when you get into there and you pick models that you really like, you you really have to look into what their factions are. That's probably the part of the rules that you want to focus on the most is their faction keywords. Um, just because like, let's say you pick like a Trogoth, right? Like, oh, I really like trolls and I really like Trogoths. Well, they only have three units none of them are battle line and, you know like okay you're just gonna have to buy 20 of these guys and they're not gonna have any synergy um and you're not gonna have any heroes and it's it's, it's not gonna be very fun so
2: yeah there's death and destruction kind of both have some very limited yes. all, all across the board yes. yeah so de- right, death it, needs any, to be condensed they've so. got one the flesh eater quartz is kind of a unified then after that it's it's hodgepodge yeah. right um, so the,
1: you, you can make some really cool death armies Death yeah. is another army that gets such a bad rap online, but they're not bad. They're very no, good. Tomb
0: King armies are crazy. Not
1: even just Tomb King. Oh, just, like, ge- just
2: in general, yeah. The, the broadside bash was won by a Death it, Army, right? It, it was. Uh, yeah, he shared with uh, Destruction. Yeah, yeah he it didn't. Was, uh, James Sutton.
1: He wasn't best general, but he he won the overall.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, uh, well, they and, all scored in the nineties. Yes. All they they, sp- they all both went undefeated.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's basically that's basically oh defending myself dark elves. <laughs> Um, basically, well, it was, that's sorry, it no, to to and what, what was There There was a, there was a, uh, a celestial hurricane. Oh. There was a high elf hero. Yeah, uh, what? was um, dude in there? There's actually a, two high elf heroes. That's that's all right. A well, They got together Lord. by the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, 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 hurricane, there, but, the hurricane. Well, the hurricane makes there was some, no sense. There were some
1: pistoliers randomly. Oh, yeah,
0: there were some pistoliers. There were some handgunners. I just wanted another battle. Battleline unit handgunners were right there. They're fully painted. So you wanted punch. So, so I went with the Hodgepodge, um, though I did try to make a pure Dark Elf army, and it didn't work well, out yeah, it, as it's, well. Yeah,
2: but that's one currently where there's not a supported book that doesn't have its own tome. Yes. And, I mean, even Ironjaw has its own tome, but I've got, what, four units? Well, yeah. I have three units that are all main battle line as long as I stay in faction, then yes. four different heroes, five different hero choices. And then yeah. that's
1: it. And no shooting units. No,
2: okay. shooting, no units.
1: shooting units. So they, like, Age of Sigmar, I think that what would help a lot is to take like they split it up on these mini factions, which, like you were saying, like if you want to be battleline, if you want to use these as battle line, you can have to be this one faction that has like three choices, and it's like eh, they should they take what they did with Stormcast Tunnels, just turn them back into a big faction, yes. and give them lots of options, Absolutely. and then it makes it less appealing to go cherry picked.
0: Yeah, right? and and it's super easy to do. The, the Dark Elves Compendium book, the one where all of these these uh, units are on, un- they're illegal because they have. One one part of their name that's different. For example, like yeah. Blackguard of Nagaroth and Blackguard are the exact same units. Yeah. But you can't use Blackguard of Nagaroth because their rules aren't in the general, or their points costs aren't, aren't in the general handbook. Book.
1: Even though it's like, come on, it's like why my battalion became illegal. Yes.
0: Is because some of the units in it
1: are like Empire handgunners, Free People handgunners, copy paste rules. Yep. But I can't use it. Yeah.
0: I was like, what? <laughs> And it's it's super easy to just you could slap the exiles keyword, which is the dark elf keyword. They're, they're the exiles faction. You could slap that on all of the Dark Elf models and make one cohesive faction. Um you can do the same thing with the Empire and the Free Peoples. Yeah. And just slap the Empire on all of the on the, the Celestial Hurricaneum,
2: on the Sigmarine well, they're the all, Sigmarites. They're all changing though. They're gonna if they revive any of these factions, they'll add new models, change them. Well
1: these like. these models are in like all the free peoples are in the compendium now. Yeah. Like they're just separated like the the, the Sigmarites the uh, the, fanat- the uh, uh, fanatics and fanatics. the priests yeah. it's like all their stuff only works on their own guys but they so you never ever see them no like the war altar of Sigmar would be great if you worked on free people but it only works on the fanatics and you're like okay
2: yeah it, it's like, very limited. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the devoted to Sigmar yeah that's a uh, faction yeah or this, or like the well such, it, that, that's clearly team. something they're gonna come out with is devoted in some way because they've keyed them so small.
1: I, I think what you're going to see is that they're going to come back together. And just like we saw with Stormcast Turtles, they used to have like five sub-factions. Yeah. It was the Streamest the whatever.
2: streamist Chamber. The Chamber, blah, t- blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And now
1: they're just all Stormcast Turtles.
2: Like what they did with Corn and they've done with Zeej. They're, they're, they're
1: pulling them back together because it's just more fun. You have more options.
2: And that's supported by the fluff because everything that's old world is all everything coming out of Azer. Yep. So... Making them all devoted makes sense. kind yeah. of, and just have new armies join them. Yeah, absolutely. Totally.
1: Just make everything that used to be the Empire free peoples. Done deal. And or the same with elves. Yeah, everything exactly. that used to be high elves is whatever they call them now. I can't remember. Highborn. Highborn. I'm getting confused with 40k. It's highborn. It's highborn. Highborne. Is it's Eldari? And, and <laughs> I'm getting. I'm losing my. And if you do
0: that, you can buff and uh, nerf certain units. For example, the Sluster Arcanum, If you made it so it only affected free peoples, it would Problem be fluffier. Solved. It's not a must take in every single yeah. order army ever. Yeah. And then, like you said, with the War Altar of Sigmar, it would make that model good. better. It make would it make better. it good.
1: It makes free, it would make free peoples immune to battle shot.
0: Yeah, which which is great. That that'd would be amazing. It'd be awesome, and it would be better, and more people would buy it. And People would still buy Celestial Arcanums because that's still a really broken model.
1: It does need to get toned down a little bit. We were saying even if you just made it so that it's Storm of Schmechmech on a, on a one failed, just that alone would be enough to tone it down and make it only work on Free Peoples. Yeah,
0: not automatic mortal wound. wounds. Three automatic wound. Yeah, up three to, to 18. 18? Like,
1: get out of here. It's way too strong. Although it saved my
0: bacon a time it's, Yeah, it was the MVP of every game I've ever played. <laughs>
2: Well, and if they do faction it, because that's something you talk about with the Kurnoth Hunters, their price might not be high enough. But if you take them solely in Sylvaneth, you have lots of wasted points there. They kind of make that army work a little bit. Yeah. But it, if you pull them out into an individual, that's a cheap cost for really good
0: I almost guides. ran Kurnoth Hunters, actually, in my oh list. My, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> I stopped it. I stopped yeah. myself. No, no, they're really good. They're
2: so good. I was and, like, and I need something mobile. Plus, and they're less than 180. Yeah, no, another, they're, they're
1: 180.
2: They're only 180. Yeah. So, they're mean, so
1: good. They yeah. do mortal wounds in combat. Their shooting is amazing. Yes.
0: They're durable. Yeah, they're yeah. Beautiful models. Yeah. Carnot hunters are really they're yeah. a really good model.
1: Well, I think what we've all uh, communicated here is that choose a faction you like, make sure it's got the models you need, and then go from there.
2: Yep. Uh, and if you like right?
1: shooting, don't choose death.
2: If yeah, if you want to go shoot things, don't run orcs. And if you want to, orcs run have and go the Conan. They have the Conan rug. That's one well, of the best shooting games in our Iron Jaws. Yeah.
1: Well, you can still take the cannon Rug.
2: No, I have I've, to ditch half my army to get my battle line. And then he has yeah. to buy Grots Except or he takes Grots
1: like every other Destruction player. Yeah. Yet, I almost never see a Destruction Army that doesn't have the Cunning and in it.
2: Yeah.
0: It's That's so, so good.
1: Uh, it is so good. I mean, my army has the tools to deal with it, but a lot of people don't. Uh, I, just, I just bombard it with rockets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But a lot of people don't have that option. Yeah, right? If you don't
0: have good shooting, really good shooting, you're, yeah. you're going to have some rough days ahead of you.
1: Cunning Ruck is extremely good. The, the, that's the army right now for destruction. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens in the future. So anyway, we got some ITC events coming up, and then we'll go over the rankings. Uh, we have the Sex Panther introductory ITC event in El Paso, Texas. Uh, that's May 21st, Age of Sigma ITC Spring Tournament in Kissimmee, Florida on May 25th. The Gun Dudes Age of Sigmar Tournament in Centerville, Virginia, and that's on May 27th. Uh, Rolling Bad. Why are these all on like consecutive days? Is that in the middle of the week?
2: One of them is, I think.
1: There you go. Rolling Bad May RTT. Uh, that is in Albuquerque, New Mexico on May 28th. Steel City Sigmar in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, May 28th. Uh, Dice Hammer 2K June Sigmar event, Comic Quest, uh, and that's in Lake Forest here in California on June 3rd. Age of Sigmar 2,000-point tournament uh, in Spokane Valley, Washington, June 3rd, and the Age of Sigmar ITC event in Montclair, California, also on June 3rd. And, and, then,
2: and well, our next, around, um, uh, the next big one I'm running is the second weekend in July on the 8th and 9th, uh, Dice Hammer GT. I will be here for that. And that's going to be at the same uh, store. So at I mean, East, the game. one with the brewery. With with the brewery I, it was such a fun journey. We have reserved up past 50, but if I don't get past 30 at a certain point, I'm going to cut it off. Because we enough. don't want to take his whole store and not fill it. And
1: would that be on BCP or Best Coast Pairings? It's
2: already there. I already okay. have, I have 16, 17 show. Nice. Signed
1: up. I'll be back from uh, the UK by then. So then we will go over the rankings whenever we load it. And then, of course, this is a good opportunity to talk about the SoCal Open. Um, yes. It is gaining momentum. We are in triple-digit attendance already. Uh, make sure to grab your tickets. You don't want to wait. Uh, of course, 40K, 30K, Age of Sigma, Infinity War Machine, Hordes, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, and you can get those tickets over at Best Coast Pairings. It will be October 21st and 22nd in Del Mar, California.
2: I'm excited. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah and if, if you want to get excited about it as well, we have a Facebook page up. Um, we've been, me, you, and several other people have been approving everybody who comes through. It's kind of a race sometimes. I'll pull it up. Oh, they asked. Oh, somebody got it. I know. I'm Scott be me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's a contest now. I got to get there first. Yeah, it's... jump in the
1: Facebook group. Um, people are getting excited. They're showing pictures of their armies that they're painting, asking questions. Um, we're having some tef- technical difficulties, so we may not be able, to go, be able to go over the rankings today, but I will make sure to put it in the show notes. Go on over to FrontlineGaming.org. Click on the blog post associated with this podcast or click on the ITC tab and then you can see the current Rankings. Uh As soon as you said
2: it. Just kidding. Still not. Boom.
0: Darn. I was going to tell you guys the rankings from memory. Go ahead. Um, Second place Beast Claw Raiders, Pablo Martinez. That's not true. Oh, (laughs) did someone beat me? No.
1: Oh, oh, for Beast Call Raiders. Beast Call Raiders. Uh,
2: you know, somebody played it this weekend, but those scores aren't in. Oh, yeah. I got uh, to get so it. you better get some more under your belt. We better fly though, to Florida. So Here we go. You.
1: Here we go with our current top 10. First place, Sam Valdez. He uh, tied for best overall at yep. the Broadside Bash. Second place, Michael Birch. Third, Zach Lopez. Fourth, Jarrett Zazueta. Fifth, Matthew Pashby. Sixth, we have Ryan uh, Ariola. Keep saying Areola, and I'm sure he doesn't appreciate, appreciate that. Uh, James Sutton is in seventh. Vlad Nika is in eighth. James Hill in ninth. Ten. Jason Heide, Uh clubs Betty's fighting. Havanica's.
2: It, still there.
1: Oh, name. I love it. Uh, WSD in second, and your mom's garage has dropped down to third place. Get it together in your mom's garage, guys. <laughs> uh, B Raiders, first place. Jonathan Camacho, second place. Are you ready? It's not me. Oh,
0: Psych. damn it. Doug
1: Stoker is in second. Uh, number one, Bone Splitters, Mike Simeon. Chaos, first place, Zach Lopez. Death, James Sutton in first place. He was um, the other one. Co winner of yep. the BSP. Samuel Valdez is currently leading Destruction. Disciples of Zeech, Troy Soloweski, Flesh Eater Courts, Lance Shee, Fireslayers, Brad Jimenez. Iron Jaws, James Marriott. Blades of Corn, Frank DeLoach. Order, James, Hill, Seraphon, Jarrett, Zazueta. I uh, played him at the Broadside Bash. He had the big giant the monster. list. He vastly underestimated the power of rockets. And I don't think and he... the size of that plate. I don't He was think, moving that monster oh. around on.
0: <laughs> to be fair, he, he had previously, before he played you, previously pretty much tabled all of his opponents. Yes. With yes, his really yeah. nasty Seraphon list. He won't
1: make that mistake again, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Because I remember he was like, I'm not going to take Lord Croak because you're just humans. And I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. The did not survive turn one. No. Yeah. And I, again, I'm not putting anybody down. He's a, it was a great game, but he was like, I should have taken the croak. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so next time I'm sure I will get some magic to the face from across the table. Uh, Skaven Pestilens, John Feurhelm, first place. Stormcast Eternal, Adam, Mofrad, and Vlad Niko, Currently so. leading, Sylvaneth. Congratulations nice. to everybody on the leaderboards. And again, if you want to add your event to the ITC, just hit us up at contact at FrontlineGaming.org and we'll get you hooked up. And we will help promote your event, spread the word, and get more people to come and play and have fun.
2: Yep. We want to fill every event, get lots of lists. We already have, what, any sense of 200 different entries this yeah, season there's so far? many
1: already. Oh, and there's, there's already hundred over 100 events on the calendar. Yeah. So it, it's growing dramatically. And then eventually it'll catch up to 40K, I'm sure. And 40K has like thousands and thousands and thousands of yeah. people playing. Six,
0: 7,000 participants. Yeah.
1: We have 100 crazy. events in a month. Yes. Sometimes It's insane. Yeah. And we'll get there. I'm sure we'll get there. Have we gotten
2: events out of the country? Uh, Other than Canada?
1: I believe so. I believe so. For for Age of
0: Sigmar? People are playing Age of Sigmar out of the country. I know that.
2: Well, yes. (laughs) But I mean, ITC events. I think
1: so. Although I can't remember off the top of my head because there's so much stuff going on at any given time.
2: I'll have to poke through because I think I saw one Canada one.
1: I believe there's a UK event. uh, UK? All right. In time, I'm sure it will continue to grow. They're using the app at Warhammer Fest. Yeah, So that's going to expose it to a lot of people.
2: Yeah, when nice. I read through that, that jumped right out at me. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, look
1: at that. Yeah, well, John from uh, uh, Warner World ran our event at the Las, Vegas, Las Open, Vegas Open. And he used the app and he was like, this is amazing. I'm like, yes, yes." Yeah. And then he called back home and he's like, we should, we should probably use this. And we're like, Woo.
0: I actually remember that. That was really funny. He, I came up to him at the beginning of the event because I ran the media for the event or media coverage for the event. And um, he told me, Pablo, I'm going to be really busy running this tournament. I'm not going to get a lot of time. And I was like, Okay, I've used the Best Coast pairings app player app before? And he's like, No, but I'll 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 take care of it. I'll get used to it.
1: He was like half the time just sitting he's there chit He he came
0: up yeah. to me and he was like, This is this app's great. Yeah, he's like, like I don't have to do it. Do anything. you want to do an interview right now? Yeah.
2: Or just walk around and asking everybody, how's your game going? Yeah. Is really all right? Oh yeah.
1: And part of that is because Age of Sigmar doesn't have a lot of rules
2: disputes. Oh yeah, yeah. Every, every tournament I've run, I can I can count the number of times I've been asked a rules question on one hand. Yeah. And there are more questions about my my um, missions. And what specific terms meant that there was yeah. for the rules themselves. I think
0: you might have answered more questions that I've had in the two terms I've been in than all of the rules questions you've ever
2: been asked before. It's possible, period. Yeah. yeah. It's possible.
1: I mean, uh, John ran almost a 100-man tournament by himself and was bored at times.
2: Yep. <laughs> he was sitting in a chair, flipping back and forth on it. Yeah. Looking, oh, somebody entered a score, looking at his folder. Because he had to do some paper notes because, of course, they added in... Um, the best painted uh, whoever was picked for that got a, an extra score and then he had to do the sports at the end so he had his paperwork going but yeah. that was very little because he just had those two things to keep track of not everybody's game and everybody's points and the app took care of it yeah
1: so yeah if you're out there and you want to run an event and you want to make it easy on yourself i we highly recommend the best coast pairings app and there's a super cool uh right now secret squirrel but amazingly awesome uh, update that's on the way very soon that we'll be able to talk about oh, yeah. for bcp and i think people are going to be really excited about that so uh, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Scott, Pablo, thank you for coming Thanks on. Thanks for allowing yeah. us
2: into your uh, ears, as you said before. Your oh, eyes. Yes. You're invading, invading eyes your
1: brain. <laughs> Signing the flag. No flag, no brain. Those are the rules.